I can sell, sell. I can sell, sell. Hey, welcome to Make It So So, podcast about the not so good episodes of Star Trek. Today we are talking about Tin Man, which is episode 20 of season 3 of Star Trek, The Next Generation. The Enterprise races against the, the Romulans to make first contact with a powerful entity co-named the Tin Man. But first, my name's Newman. Hey, I'm Beth. I'm Dan. And guys, this is not the Wizard of Oz, just to clarify. Um, <laughs> now that that's out the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned Wizard yeah. of Oz because about halfway through, I was trying to figure out what the connection to the name Tin Man was. And I think it what the analogy was that the person, the guy who we'll get, we'll talk about main character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, was looking for a heart, right? Like there, the ship oh. is looking for a heart. The guy goes and lives inside it at the end. And then they're like symbiotic and are both are happy. Which Ooh, I was interesting. Like, oh, interesting. I okay. actually really like that. <laughs> That's a good yeah. take. I'm not yeah. entirely sure who the Tin Man is in this episode. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Could it I be thought Dana? it was we'll the ship. Yeah. But yeah. It's, okay. It's possible. Sure. Neat. Okay. So, nice. okay. Episode. Yeah, take, um, take it away. First of all, I just wanted to say how happy I was to get back to TNG. It felt like coming home. Right. It's always- I turned it on. <laughs> it was so warm and fuzzy. And I was just like, man, I forgot how much I love this show. It is um, always a nice feeling. <clears throat> it really yeah. was good. Um, especially we've been away from TNG for a while. Um, mm-hmm. So this episode, I, I have seen that there's a lot of criticism. People very much dislike it. Um, and the, the, one of the characters is especially annoying, but it's not that bad to me. I don't know. I didn't think it was that terrible. That's, that's sort of my take on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had so much fun going back to TNG that I watched several episodes afterwards as well. So just as like a binge yesterday morning. Yeah. That's cool. So it was your uh, first impression. Um, well, first of all, I must say this is an Emmy nominated episode, guys, for, uh, hey. <laughs> oh, God. we always yes. pick the yes. Emmy noms. Uh, <laughs> it did, do you know what, what it was for? Yeah, it didn't win, but it was nominated for best special effects, which I can see that was, they were pretty good, um, for the for that time, time, you know, like the yeah. Tin Man ship was pretty cool looking, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like amazing or anything. Um, yeah, yeah I kind of really like this one a lot. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect because I hadn't seen this one in a long, long time. Not since my mm-hmm. rewatch from college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I basically had forgotten nearly everything about it. Um, and I'm pretty in line with you, Beth. I, I feel it does get... I This one always shows up on like worst of lists. Um, I can't really figure out why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's not like the most amazing episode, for, mm-hmm. for sure. But mm-hmm. it does raise those good kind of Star Trek questions. Mm-hmm. Um, even referencing what Dan just said, like who really is the Tin Man? That's a, I mean, that's that's alone a question that does more than some of the other, you know, whole episodes we've covered. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of have a weird. It's it. This episode has a lot of parallels to the present day for me. Um, Interesting. The the, so? the the character of Tam Elbrin, uh mm-hmm. I kind of viewed him as someone who has like um like ADHD or like uh social media anxiety disorder. Like he Oh he's, okay. I was thinking like autism. That yeah. that too. He's okay. except except the the reverse of autism. He like he feels everything. Right. But, but yeah. like I, I really kinda connected with him because at first he's annoying but then he realized like he's really going through something pretty mm. terrible yeah and um he's trying to 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 deal with it and mm-hmm. I, I i think it's ultimately a, a nice ending for him um yeah i agree so i i and the ship too it. right the ship yeah. is like lost in space exactly and, right um you know looking for a crew and yeah. they, yeah, that's why I was like, okay, he's the ship's heart and vice right. versa. And yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Kind of interesting. So, yeah. so I, I thought it was one of the better ones we've done personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan? yeah, Dan, I, uh, I would agree. I, it was, it was above average, but there was definitely some missed potential. It could have been mm-hmm. like an mm-hmm. epic episode, but I don't know what we'll, we'll talk about it, but yeah, I'd say yes, it's a hair above average. Yeah. Uh not not at all belonging on worst of lists. No, this will not show up yeah. on the Hall of Shame showdown by no. any means. <laughs> um, Definitely not. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, so the episode begins. Uh, yeah, let's dive right in. Um, so the cold open is the Enterprise is uh, detailing a chart of a uh, unknown star system. Um, Picard's kind of saying that uh, while this could be tedious, it leads to us, you know, getting our bearings again and sort of just doing nice work out in the open space. And that lasts about half a minute when the uh, USS Hood is speeding towards them at light speed. Um, with a urgent mission for the Enterprise. Um, so we see one of, uh, Picard's old friends. I forget this captain's name. I didn't write it down. Uh, is it DeSoto? Uh, that sounds right. Uh, yeah. That sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. Um, yeah. So DeSoto is, uh, telling the captain that the Enterprise is needed for an urgent mission involving first contact with a rare species of space life form. But mm -hmm. his tone is awesome. He, yeah. He, he's, yeah. He's like constantly like not exactly shitting on the Enterprise. Right. It's but like, he, like uh, he refers to them as a, a luxury, a luxury, uh, a luxury liner. Luxury liner. Yeah. Like, like, you, you know, boys like, in the galaxy class world, mm -hmm. you know, just out here mm -hmm. exploring while the rest of us are working hard. While, yeah. while some of us, you know, have jobs. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty yeah. cool. I, yeah. I, I liked that. That was neat. I agree. It was good. Um, it was good. Yeah. So this is a pretty short, cold open. It sets up everything. The only else thing that we learn is that um, Tam Elbrin is a mm -hmm. uh, Federation ambassador to specific first encounter contacts. Um, yes. Yeah. And he's he, coming aboard. Yes. Yeah, so he's also uh, from Beta Z. For, like yeah. he's Betazoid, like Deanna Troy. Yeah. But she, so she knows him. She's like, they're like, oh, did you, were you colleagues when you were studying psychology at the university? And you said, no, he was a patient. Yeah. Um, of mine. Um, yeah. so dun, 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 that sets up the cold open. Like what's wrong with this guy? Why is, you know, why is so, he a patient? So yeah. here's the first problem, I mm -hmm. guess, mm -hmm. is this episode has a, uh, a, a, uh, an aging view of mental illness. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Good point. Right. Yeah. The, the fact that the the their new guest on on the ship once got some kind of psychological help, possibly decades earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jean Luc looks like, oh fuck, what did we just get ourselves into? Yeah. Right, right. Like, why so do we have I, to deal with this quote-unquote crazy among person? Among Newman's yeah. point, I mean, they do reveal to us, I th it might even be in the cold open, that he is an M so can read, so most beta -Zeds, Betazoids can read minds, too. Yeah. Deanna's half Betazoid, so she only reads, she's an empath, only read. so he's a true telepath, but apparently he's, like, an anomaly, like, was... Mm -hmm you know, just way better than all the other ones can, you know, hear people's thoughts from very far away and that kind of stuff. And because of that, he like, I can imagine, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to hear everything everyone around you is thinking all the time. Yeah. That's gotta be, that would make you crazy. Right. Because Absolutely. the fact that you yeah. can hear other people's thoughts is what like makes your own thoughts function well, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, I can see it. So basically he struggles with that. He's like, it is deafening the noise inside my head all the time. I can't stand it. I'm right. like, yeah, that makes sense to me. I can see how yeah. that would really be terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, so. and that's, that's where I kind of got the parallel to like being addicted to social media. You're like always seeing mm -hmm. everyone else's input about everything. Everything. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. Like you like kind of lose yourself. I thought that was kind of interesting to parallel today's world a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's but, a good point. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I mean, I, I kind of like. It's not what they intended. I thought it was but... like a just like a overstimulation of any kind, like, yeah. like with autism. Yeah, sure. And his just happened to be people's thoughts. I don't know. Right. But yeah, also, so this whole time I feel like Tam is what Troy would be if Troy were interesting. <laughs> sure. I mean... Like So so Troy is is a quarter of the way to something useful or dramatic. Like it, she can tell when people are angry, as far as I can tell. That's about it. She but, functions for the show well when the show needs her to yeah. be well, that. But yeah, right, but, but, yeah. I, but being, I see what you're being saying. That powerful would come with some kind of like downside, and that's exactly right. what this character Tam is. Right, right, right. There's he's yeah. I, is there an episode where Troy gets like super um like advanced? 
powers, and I think she like loses her mind a little bit. I think I so. Th- I think I she goes through I, something yes. similar that Tam mm-hmm. has always, mm-hmm. and I think she can't handle it. So yes. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, having there's Tam also on board one, would be great for like... There's also an episode where she loses all of her powers and she can't yes. hit, hit a right. little Right, <clears throat> right, which oh, is a really does, good does one. Does the show address it at That's all? That's a good episode. Because I feel like yeah. it would be the same exact episode. It's kind of like um, her going through like a withdrawal, like how how do you stand not feeling what others are? are like, like how do, how do you deal with having to talk about it instead yeah. of just... Because she, knowing. she pretty much always has like the upside in every conversation because what people say and what they mean are not very often the same thing. But she always right. knows sort of what they mean, and she right. doesn't have to like glean that information from the context. And she, she's just like losing her mind. She's like, I don't understand how you guys function like this. Right. <laughs> if you were to like turn that concept <clears throat> up a notch, mm-hmm. it would be what Tam had with data. Tam is a yes. dick to everyone because yeah. yes. regular conversations are tedious and boring to him. Mm-hmm. So right. he, he really likes hanging out with data because it's not coming in. He actually has to work to understand right. what a person means. Yeah. Which, which, he mentioned nice. that too. He mentioned it, yeah. it is nice to actually have to get to know someone. Right. Whereas like everyone else he meets, he knows them immediately. He gets, he like gets insights and literally all their thoughts at the same time. So he's like, yeah, so, yeah this is annoying. So Tam, <laughs> Tam is very abrasive, uh, you know, mm-hmm. cause like Picard is just introducing himself and Tam basically inter- interrupts him like, I know, which I get that he's tortured by this whole concept of I can read everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, like he's had this for his whole life, you know, like 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. You'd think he would be able to like, I don't know, uh, deal with people because he has forever. Like, I, I'm yeah. just imagining yeah. like a, a he's person an ambassador. Teaching, <laughs> teaching like a first grade right. class, like a, a regular teacher. And mm-hmm. just like every time a first grader says something, they just cut them off and say, I already know that. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. like great, yeah. good job. But we're like conversing right now and it's not all about you. But I, I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn because yeah. it would be this torturous thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, I, I mean, I don't disagree with deal. you because te- I mean, he's an ambassador for Starfleet, right? Like he is an important person. So he should have at the very least like figured out how to do this, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Which is I mean, a problem. How, how did he get that? position <laughs> yeah I think, he's, well, I think he's really good and that's probably why it just propelled him to and they did say that he um to get but, there yeah right. they did say that right. he also specializes in first contact with with non-humanoid species with like very obscure species so he right. like the hu- those species are the ones that maybe like their thoughts are the most different and they don't flood his mind as much like he gives an example about a planet where like this species has a three-day ritual for saying hello, and their minds right. are just like glacial, you know, and just move yeah. so slowly. And it was so he peaceful said they and were calming. Very exactly. Yeah, I, isn't that where he's coming from? I, I, yeah, I think. I think, I think so. I think this episode kind of wanted to show that he went from an assignment that was super calming to a place mm-hmm. where there's a thousand people on board, right? And. Uh, it's kind of like a juxtaposition for him. So well, they, I, they, they addressed that because so he was yeah. on Sh- Chandra five, which right. was filled with this people with the super right. slow mm-hmm. minds yeah. or something. And he had kind of like found some peace there because mm-hmm. it wasn't this overwhelming flood of blah, blah, blah. Uh, right. but he decided specifically to leave that and join the enterprise for a minute specifically because he was sensing this message yeah. from afar. Yes. And that turns out to be this UFO. Right. So, yeah. So yeah. I guess it's worth it for him to mm-hmm. be, you know, feeling horrible all the time. <laughs> but which kind of says something to his, you know, devotion to his his job. But yeah. Um, yeah it's so, a little self-serving yeah, I mean, too. Not, but, but yeah. yeah. It's a little self-serving. <laughs> um, oh, so there was mention yeah. of Tam being somewhat responsible possibly very responsible for the right. garusta disaster something like that apparently yes. a bunch of rikers friends were killed in some incident that tam was spearheading or something 
So, yeah, 47 people died. Two of them were Rikers Starfleet Academy buddies. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of talked about a little. He, he, Tam could have acted more, but he didn't. Um, right. He didn't share information that only he would have known. And that's why all those people died. Um, mm-hmm. When Riker grills him on it, he, um, I think it's something along the lines is he, he said he, it wasn't his place to interfere with the uh, mission. And that's why I, he, I don't remember the specifics. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, so I don't also think, that I don't scene think... is amazing. Sorry. Yeah, that's actually really good yeah, because yeah. Riker's not saying anything, right? He's right. just oh, reading yeah. his mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Tam yeah. having verbal arguments with people's inner thoughts. Right. Yeah. Which was really good. Right. It's so good because yeah. he refers to him as Billy Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't it's care really if great. you don't believe me, Billy Boy. Right. Billy Boy. Like, <laughs> right. And Riker is just like silently steaming and right I yeah don't know. it's it was a dumb yeah. weird dynamic but i love it yeah i like but he that says, because... i think he says something like he did tell the commander and the commander didn't listen to him or something right. like that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but i i liked that it showed that tam kind of has maybe lived with what happened with that and he's mm-hmm. maybe kind of tried to come to terms with it and um so he's you know, he's not like heartless you know like he 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 is a person who deals with his you know um, consequences of his job. It's just that he, he seems like he doesn't care because he's so, you know, like mm-hmm. um, hard, hard to talk to. Ooh, see, it, I, didn't, that, I, I read that you know. opposite. I, I thought he was like, no, guys, like it really wasn't my fault. And okay. no one else knows that. So, but deal with it because right. I'm the smartest person in the room. Okay. Right. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. Hmm. Anyway, so we find out the mission is to check out this UFO that is right next to a star that's about to go supernova. Shocking, right. I know. Like, <laughs> of, of course it's, it is. Of course. I mean, yeah, that's, it wouldn't be <laughs> and, a Star Trek episode yeah. without, without um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you without need some that. kind of urgency. And Absolutely. actually, there's, a, there's another layer of urgency because it's in either Romulan space or space that Romula, Romulan people have claimed, even though that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be an official... It's the latter. It's, I, they have, yeah. they have okay. claimed it. Yeah. So if they don't agree on what space, uh, who owns what space, how how yeah. is there any recognized Romulan space? So the there's the neutral zone, which is always a point of conflict in Star Trek Next Generation. Um, the neutral zone is kind of nebulous in that... Um, I know some people are going to give me shit for not knowing exactly what the neutral zone mm-hmm. terms are, but it's um, it, so some episodes neither one is supposed to be in there, so neither the Romulans or the or the Federation yeah. are supposed to be in the neutral zone. Um, in some other episodes, it's they can both be in there peacefully. Um, mm-hmm. the, the I believe only- this episode is like maybe right on the border of the neutral zone, where maybe the Romulans think that they're you know closer to it a smidgen okay. so maybe they yeah. have more of a say but the only but, thing is that like i thought they mentioned specifically that the supernova is like pet further than they've been right so this would not be an inter- intermediary like space i thought it was like just remote yeah. space like a remote area that um the romulans are trying to annex but people like you know, just don't recognize their claim on it or something yeah yeah. Um I don't know if all it right. was neutral zone space. Minor detail. Um, it's all good. Yeah. I mean I it's I think it's ultimately just a, a way to set up a conflict with the Romulans who are the the bad guys for the series, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the mm-hmm. they're the, the main villains. So Oh yeah. so, hold on. so we're calling the UFO Tin Man now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I understand why the writers of the episode would call it Tin Man. Mm-hmm. Why would Starfleet refer to this as Tin Man? That's an excellent question. Thank um, you. Yeah, uh, unclear because because <laughs> they are the ones that name it. The Starfleet Starfleet's yeah. the ones that name yeah. it. It's um, not even metal. It it's it's oh yeah they mention it's organic like it's a it, it's it's they describe that it's a living creature that lives and born is born in space. So um, so Tin Man is looking for a heart in Wizard of Oz, right? That's what he's looking for. I think so, yeah. Uh, so, okay. in the movie, yes. Oh, no, a brain. No. Scarecrow's no, no, no. a brain, right? Scarecrow's Scare- a brain. Scarecrow's yeah, a brain. Right. Okay. So, yeah. oh, okay, so I, here, here we'll go into a, a tiny deep dive. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I was trying to find out more about this whole Tin Man naming thing. And yeah. I read a lot about the original series of books, The, mm-hmm. the Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Frank Elbaum. Written, mm-hmm. written in 1900. And I did yep. not know this story at all. Okay. I mean, I, they, I, only, I, knew, the, I knew the movie. There's like 30 but, books. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't realize Dude, that. Wow. This was like – he was like a – so the guy's name was uh, – what was it? Uh, Nick Chopper. And he mm-hmm. was basically a lumberjack. Yeah. And his job was, you know, chopping down trees. And the Wicked Witch enchanted his axe to cut off each of his limbs. And every time the axe cut off one of his limbs, he replaced it with tin. Right. And eventually, like, oh. it took his heart and his brain and everything. And the whole conflict of, of his character was that he was missing both his brain and his heart. He mm-hmm. did not care about retrieving his brain. He just missed his heart so much. Hmm. Wow. So that's that was his goal. That's what he was seeking when, on their journey. Yeah. That's hmm. fascinating. And the, and the Scarecrow wow. and the Tin Man were constantly like at odds, like arguing like, oh, we should go after the brain first or the heart first because it's more important. Like right. he, he was supporting like, I, I need the heart back. Interesting. Wow. That's yeah. so uh, well, that good writing. Fits <laughs> with the show as far as like what it's looking for, but fe- like the Federation wouldn't know that. Know that, right? You know what I, what I mean. The Federation so, doesn't even really know that it's a ship at the time that they hear right. that this uh, that the Enterprise hears about it. Like Data determines right. know that it's that probably it's missing its crew. Crew, right. yeah. It had like the interior of the structure looks like it was like crew quarters and stuff. Um, exactly. Hmm. crazy yeah i mean i I think that's just a just a goof in the continuity of the show like okay you know, yeah. I mean, like right. like maybe, maybe that's what they they should have named it like at the end of the episode you know like yeah um, oh that would have been good yeah you know call it uh unknown one and then call it tin man when they you know figure out what it would it needed or something mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah once again sure. like this episode's close to being good but it's just kind of like just missed on a few things yeah right, right. i mean okay. it's yeah. not you know, it's funny, too, is because we we review the bad episodes. So, like, when we get one that's at the top of the pile of the bad, we're just like, yeah, I right. don't understand. Like, it's pretty like, good. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, we get, like, regression right. towards the mean. It's all relative. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, we're like. So, they're heading out toward this uh, yeah. tin man. Yeah. And they, they detect that they're being followed. Right. Which doesn't quite make sense because, like, I guess – they know the the math of if Romulans are using their sh- their cloaking device, they shouldn't be able to go as fast as we can. Right. So we eventually find out like they're like burning through their warp cores. It's like a one way yeah. mission. They they need yeah. to get to this thing. It is fucking they're, important. They're mm-hmm. wrecking their ship. Like this this ship's basically not going to make it back. Like this this right. crew is probably considered expendable. You know, mm-hmm. just to make contact with this thing. Um, yeah. And that was like a really interesting premise. It, it gave like importance to the right. man. Right. Exactly. No, this um, all falls was, flat and does not pay off at all, but no, it was unclear well, to me. So can you guys, this was unclear to me. Maybe you guys can yeah. explain it for me. Why was it so important for the Romulans to get there first? It so wasn't. I, it it's not the way that I saw it was maybe they mm-hmm. wanted to harness maybe a new technology that that ship might have had or uh, um, okay like uh, like the the Romulans are always looking for an edge over the Federation like they're they're sense. always yeah. trying to find a way to beat that like they're always trying to steal their technology always trying mm-hmm. to find newer stuff before them so that's mm-hmm. how I saw it was like oh maybe this ship has something that we can use against the Federation. Okay, I see. Um, okay. I but I get that? You know. But yeah. they're literally on a suicide mission. They like they they can't make it back because of how fast they're going. Right. Mm-hmm. About a thing that they don't know anything about. It, it right. could just be like a rock. Like we don't we don't I, know. I, it's just I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they no, commit it's, an it's act a... of war. They fire upon the Enterprise just to slow right. it down to get yeah. past them. Yeah. I I don't uh, I yeah. don't understand the Romulans uh, in this episode. I don't know. Like, like that's that's how my mind sort of saw it was like the risk of it being like a super weapon was worth it to the point where they maybe mm-hmm. could get oh, it but first. Yeah, maybe they, they they view their people and ships as a little more expendable because they're. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. I can see. OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. So. <laughs> 
so while that's happening, while they're d- detecting the um, ship, uh, Riker and Troy, not Riker and Troy, sorry, Tam and Troy have a, light, a nice little moment in his guest quarters. Um, he talks about how he likes Data, like we've already said. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, Troy discovers that Tam is actually in contact with Tin Man. Um, right. And it has been for some time. Um, she asks how this is possible because, you know, you're even as powerful as you are, you know, you're, you're not that powerful to speak to it from light years away. But he said, right. I'm not, but it's powerful enough to speak to me. Yeah. So, which was, yeah. Cause he's telling kinda, her that he, he knows a lot about it and she's just like, like it's, it's ancient. She, he knows that it's ancient. He knows that it's like right. in pain and sad. Right. And then he eventually reveals that the goal of the, Tin Man is to actually kill itself, which is why like right. it wants to be around this dying star because it will end its suffering essentially. Right. Um, it's it's it, searched for thousands of years for its other um, counterparts. Mm-hmm. There used to be a, a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, but it's I think it said over a thousand years it hasn't seen one, mm-hmm. so it's kind of right. given up. Yeah, um, and then I guess really like sad. its whole its crew died too. I don't think yeah. they know that yet, but yeah, all the its crew yeah. died, so it's just been sort yeah. of lonely, drifting around space. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So, so this, this actually yeah. brings up another strike against Tam being mm-hmm. justified in his position. Mm-hmm. It's that he has now withheld some very important information from Picard. A couple times. Like, he, yeah. he knew that the Romulans were already on their way before we detected them. And he mm-hmm. just didn't share that because he thought it wasn't important. True. Right. Yeah. And then also, he is hiding the fact that he's already in contact with this thing. Right. Like, yeah. besides being kind of a jerk, like, uh, just Picard, out like, lying probably shouldn't trust him. Is not yeah. okay. Especially yeah. if you're, you're given a position that can be basically in charge of the Enterprise. Yeah, he definitely should have disclosed that he was talking with this thing, mm-hmm. you know, before this moment. Well, yeah, because um, it, it it ends up, it does put the the crew at, at substantial risk because oh, the yeah. Romulans are racing towards this thing. He knows that they're going to try to either destroy it or intercept it or whatever. And he warns it, right? He says, like, mm-hmm. you're, it's a, you're in danger. And the thing retaliates and it ends up, like... completely destroying the Romulan ship and then taking the Enterprise and throwing it off course and doing a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and Picard says, like, you know, when you just thought about saving this, you didn't think at all about what would happen to us, like all the people here on board that almost died because of this. Um, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what happened. So the the Romulans come out of warp. They uh, pretty much disable the Enterprise pretty easily i was kind of like yeah. ah, that's kind of a plot that's kind of a easy <laughs> cheap plot element um so yeah so the uh tin man um uh, does this crazy like spin maneuver um mm-hmm. which just like i guess is <laughs> well, its weapon well, yeah tam specifically warns yeah. him right it warns, warns it. it yeah it does a spin maneuver uh destroys the romulan ship in one second and then like best said uh pretty much puts the enterprise out of the mission for a sizable part of its of its time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this gets to one of the few like jammed in engineering scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple. Uh, yeah. Jordy, <laughs> as you know, flipping switches and running around. Yeah. While Riker is being a total shithead to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, like Jordy's uh, like, I maybe half an hour until we have shields. I'm not not really sure. And then Riker's like, you have ten minutes. I'll give and, you ten. Like, yeah, but why? Why are you guys adversaries in this moment? There, there, there are quite a few times when Jordy is doing the best he can. Yeah, through through, through the whole series, and either Picard or Riker kind of give him a snide remark, and it's yeah. like, dude, Jordy saves the ship nine times out of ten. Like, let this guy. Oh, he like just he do is his by thing. Far, I guess other than Data, he is by far the most competent valuable yeah. person on board <laughs> he always comes up with a with a solution he yeah. always um, oh my gosh and he's like you know i uh, this this could take up to 20 hours double shifts mm-hmm. to fix yeah and riker's like uh 
We don't, don't think we don't, so. We, might, we, we don't even have right. that much time. And it's like, right. I mean, okay, dude, I don't know. you asked me a question, and this is the answer. Like, exactly. <laughs> I didn't put us in this situation. Uh, I'm just just doing my job here, man. Exactly. Uh, um, what a dick. Anyway. So, yeah. So, oh so the Enterprise is kind of out of commission. Um, this is kind of like the middle of the episode. And there's a lot of good, like, talking moments in this portion of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. my favorite was Tam and Data in Data's quarters, mm-hmm. um, where, like Dan mentioned earlier, this is really where Tam sort of tells Data, like, I like talking to you, or you know, we we as the viewer get the sense that he enjoys Data's company because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he yeah. actually has to work at it. Um, so he talks about Data's art, talks about you know. Like, do you ever get any rest, or are you are you always? He, I think he sees a lot yeah. of parallels with data in himself because I he's would agree, yeah, like always with not being able too. to rest, right. and always working, and that kind of stuff. So um, that was a really good moment. I thought. So I, I, I thought think so this too. is the scene where we discover through probes or sensors or something that Ten Man has mm-hmm. like corridors in it, mm-hmm. and right. like an internal like stable environment. That like is suitable for carbon-based life forms. Yeah. Uh, so so then they had like this like conversation like oh maybe Tin Man was like bred to be a ship, right. or genetically engineered or something like that. Right. Um, Which is and, pretty c- cool. Like I and, I can see like a spacefaring race like growing their ships organically yeah. too. And, and they briefly touch on like data saying like oh well, do all lives need meaning like. Right. Know, maybe it's Tam that said it. I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh I think I think it was Tam. Yeah. Yeah, it's like basically the ship it's it's its life, its whole meaning was to serve a crew. Right. And now that it has no crew, it's kinda decided to commit suicide by right. mm-hmm. Supernova. Yeah. Right. Right. It's interesting, especially because Data's, you know, never ending quest to become more human sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah. And well, though- his his never ending quest is to answer that question to find the value of right. life and what what like, that what's, means. What's his value specifically? Right, because as a know. human, like as a mortal, I guess, like where data can can live to be, you know, unknown degrees old. A lot of value mm-hmm. is tied to the fact that you will not be around forever. So you have to like do the good things while you can. So for right. him, I think that's been like a hard thing to grapple with and understand, you know? So by like, I don't know, it's just two people who are posing the same question, but coming at it from different angles, I think, which is really interesting. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I would have liked yeah. to see, seen more with them. I think they were the best mm-hmm. parts of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. But I understand it's TV, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, so uh, I believe at this point they detect the next Romulan ship has arrived or is arriving. Right. Um, yeah. I I had a theory that so it 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 does in fact end up being a Romulan ship. I thought it was going to be another Tin Man type creature. Oh, Ooh, that would have been cool. Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, there is another one. Cool. Let's save them both. Um. But that was not the case. Uh, well, yeah, because no, that that would have defeated the whole purpose of the, the whole, suicide. So right, but like maybe it didn't know that one was racing toward it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, it, it is the 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 Romulan ship decloaks um, that the Enterprise hails them. Um, now the Romulans really don't care about getting anything from Tin Man except they want vengeance on it because yeah. right <laughs> destroyed, no which is so weird which because does they not were... make any sense. Yeah, they sent those people on a suicide mission. Like, why, right. I don't. Yeah, the original Anyways, ship's purpose yeah. was to research this thing and gain some knowledge from it. Now, this, uh, yeah. this the, one the wants second, nothing to do with that. Yeah, the second <laughs> that it demonstrates it has the power that they're obviously looking for, right? It's like, like kill they it. want to destroy. But you it. killed my friend. So yeah, the Romulans are acting yeah. like super shallow depth villain yeah they're normally not they're normally not this shallow like like you said they're normally a little bit more calculating they actually remind me a lot of the um the klingons in in in, in this one they're they're very like territorial and like you know like okay we must seek vengeance that's a that's like a klingon thing that's not a romulan 
thing. Yeah, so I yeah. thought, that, thought that was kind of thought that was kind of interesting. were not Weird. good in this episode. No, like it, it really could have been any species. Like really, yeah, also, yeah. that's true. So, would this episode be different if you just took the Romulans out of it? Um, I don't think so. I think it would, be, it would have been the same episode. I almost think it would have been better because it would have given you more time to explore the ideas behind it. Because mm-hmm. okay, Tim yeah, Man get still a wants bit more to... into like the uh, trust issues that Picard right. has with Tam. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. The, the Tin Man could have repelled the Enterprise by itself. Like, well, well, we're getting too close. Yeah. And then Tam's like, well, here's why. You know, like right. it, yeah. it want it wants to die. They could have so like have, sowed. To... They yeah, they could have yeah. The trust issues would have been good, and they could have sowed the seeds a little more of like questioning what happened in the prior. Right. Thing for why Gregor doesn't trust him and been like, oh, is he a spy? Is he, in, you know, is he working exactly. for someone else? And I think that would because there's no there's no other like B plot right to this story. No, there's not. This not is, really. This is a, yeah. So yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it's uh, that the forced B plot is like us against the Romulans. Oh, yeah, right. that's probably true. OK, but um, yeah, I think they were only put in there to disable the Enterprise from um being in yeah. contact with with Tin Man so early in the episode. I think that was their okay. only purpose. Which yeah. is kind of like eh, it could have been anybody or yeah, it could have just been Tin, Tin Man, Man itself. Himself. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, but you Lame. know, spaceships fighting yeah. laser beams are fun for people to watch on TV. So that's probably why they <laughs> put it in. Yeah. So, um I don't exactly remember why, but Tam has decided he has to be in physical contact with Tin Man right now. I believe I believe what he says is um he can't really do it the best that he wants to. He 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 um needs to be over there to really understand what it's thinking and and going through. Um and at first, if I recall correctly, P- Picard's like, no way, I don't even trust you t- to be on my ship. I'm right. not going to send you over there. Um, what does he say to change his mind? I forget what does, I, does Troy does Troy vouch for him? I think. Oh, I don't know. I think I, it was just I know like it's... a. I think Tin Man can protect us more than like okay. us on our own or something. I think it was like okay. he sold it as beneficial to the crew to like win over Tin Man. I think. Gotcha. Okay. That happened kind of fast. Like yes, yeah. Why they were over there. Beth, what were you, you going to say? Uh, well, I was going to say, I think she does talk to Picard a little bit about what he's going through mm-hmm. and the stress that he's under and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't think it makes a big difference in that particular moment. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, um, so basically like Tam a, and Data are over there now. <laughs> well, yeah, there's like a, a small debate about who should go with Tam. Right. And I guess they, they choose Data because why yeah. not? I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> they they beam them to Tin Man. So now Tam right. and Data are on the vessel. Yep. And immediately Tam is freaking out. He like right. has like a mini meltdown. Can't and explains that like second. this the ship is like giving him lifetimes of stories right. in an instant or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's like. Trying to communicate with him everything all at once, and he can't handle it. I don't know. That made sense to me. Like, yeah, like his his <laughs> you're right. Yeah, like his it, his brain's being fried to the like yeah. like whoa. This is like maybe maybe Tin Man doesn't realize Tam's mm-hmm. limits, and mm-hmm. it's like here's here's you know a thousand years worth of my sorrow. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, which which makes sense, but it's over like five yeah. seconds. Like, right. But yeah, then like he gets he, a like handle on it. In the next breath, he's like, nah, I'm good. We're good. Right. He, just, <laughs> yeah. he needed a minute. He just needed a minute. Right. That he doesn't he seem weird to me. All right. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Um, so, um, so Tan basically oh says he knows everything about the creature now um, to, to Data. Uh, he oh, knows oh, his way oh, around he, the he, ship. He legitimately, he legitimately says the words, I know everything now. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, he explains, like we said earlier, the crew was lost. Um, they don't say how exactly, but the... Yeah, there's the, a radiation burst. Okay. 
Yeah, there there was like a vision yes. of that earlier, I think. Um, and he says that Tin Man and its crew existed sym- symbiotically. Um, oh, we we, ha- we haven't mentioned that uh, Gamtu is the Tin Man's Tin Man's actual real name name. Right, um, the the, the rightful name of the episode. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That actually would have been a cool name for the episode because it's like, oh, what's Gamtu? Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. And then, the, um, yeah, at the end, Picard and Riker nickname it Tin, Tin Man or something like that. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. well we need to get in that uh, writer's room. We could, right. <laughs> Let's go to Paramount Studios and find yes. the old office. So uh, actually, a, a really important uh, segment of, of dialogue is mm-hmm. uh, Data asks, is, th- is that the purpose to existing, to serve someone? And Tam right. says, well, it is for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of like, you know, it comes from within, like it, it's, there's not just one right answer. There's a bunch of answers. So it kind of depends mm. on how you frame the question and yeah. data, data gets like a super far advancement in his understanding of life and its meaning in this episode. It was like probably yeah. the most, I don't know, the last, the most lasting thing from this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Like th- it's. A nice moment because three characters all find out they need the same thing. Like Tam, Gamtu, and Data all kind of realize that they all are, you know, like they want to serve something that's bigger than themselves and help, you know, something survive. And that's that's mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. a nice yeah. Star Trek moment. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not even sure that Data, like, decided that, like, service was his calling. It's just that... Right, right. Just, just the clarification that there are different calling yes exactly mm-hmm. advances his understanding right mm-hmm. like there's not one answer right it's whatever you need to mm-hmm. yeah exactly so so gamtu grows a captain's chair right uh like in <laughs> yeah, the middle of the room it's so weird it looks yeah. kind of like a tongue it's not it doesn't yeah. look good <laughs> so uh how they how they did that effect they mm-hmm. they built a small chair out of wax and melted mm-hmm. okay. it and then played that, looks, that in yeah. reverse, and that's that's uh, how he grew the cool. chair. Yeah, it does like look that. kind yeah. of waxy and melty for sure. Neat. That's totally. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so Tom has you. decided he's finally in the place that he needs to be. Right. Like he, there's only one mind for him to connect with. He's like, I, right. I, I finally found peace and all that kind of stuff. Right. And yeah. Supernova is like. Going faster than earlier predictions, obviously. Of course, it is. They, and times right now. They said they said several days earlier. Now it's um, minutes like, uh, <laughs> in typical <laughs> yeah. Star Trek fashion. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, like, so the, are they yeah. able to predict with that level of accuracy just by looking at it whether or not, like, when the star is going to go supernova? Which I always totally. thought was really interesting. <laughs> you would yeah. think that these, you know, so that seems Starfleet's like a flagship would maybe know <laughs> more about stars to know exactly. I mean, they. I yeah. I thought that was a little little cheap plot line to just be like, oh, yeah. it's proceeding faster. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so the the star is shrinking, which means it's about to expand and explode. Don't think that takes place in minutes in real space real science. <laughs> yeah. I think that happens about thousands of years, but whatever. Man, um, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I actually <laughs> really don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Listeners, if you know, write uh, in hashtag. Yes. <laughs> supernova yes hashtag supernova no <laughs> supernova no okay oh, yeah. I, I regret that immediately yes all right so um i love it i love it so <laughs> now uh tin man and no sorry gomtu and tam are now not fused but they're they're on they're, a team now they're happy yeah exactly and they they don't they don't explode they they shove the other ships away from the right. from the supernova to like right. save them right 3.8 yes. billion kilometers really far away that's that's yeah. i mean <laughs> I, I have no idea about the scale of things in this show but it seems pretty friggin far seems pretty yeah. far yeah. Yeah. yeah um i mean tin man's a pretty powerful guy so yeah, yeah. I, apparently yeah. <laughs> so yeah then uh also so the Enterprise was like pushed away and it's kind of like spinning, like rotating. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. if you if you watch the like yes. shaky cam scenes of you know all like <laughs> ship encounters mm-hmm. of the bridge, uh-huh. like I think it's Riker and Picard slowly they turn turn around. I Riker does like a backwards walk and too. he spins around. Yeah. And then, like, sits down in the chair. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. What's going it on right now? So <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. very strange. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, like you know, but great. I, other at the same ones, time, you know, I loved someone it. falls out of a chair. That makes sense. Or everyone's leaning the same way. That kind of makes sense. But yeah. I don't think physics allows for what they were doing. I, yeah, I, they should have been like if it was spinning really fast. Wouldn't they have been like thrown to the walls? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, <laughs> okay. the first sure. time that Gamtu strikes them, that's is what happens. They like all fall sideways real fast. Right. Um. But because the, this time, the yeah, there's like a there's like a ballet pirouette. Uh, exactly. Like, yeah. It's it's, I, it's it's pretty weird. I I don't know yeah. it. Yeah. It was poor choices uh, in acting, I believe. Yes, yeah, okay. absolutely. Anyway, so the on screen, we see the supernova. Star right. explodes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Data is dead. Right. And Picard, almost like with a tear in his eyes, like, Data. Data. And then you yeah. hear a little whoosh sound. <laughs> yeah. And he is on the bridge. Right. It, it, I don't know. It convenient, but I guess it had to happen. The only way that I saw that is maybe Tin Man has sort of like advanced teleportation technology oh. that he put data wherever Definitely. he wanted him to be. Definitely, because yeah. oh, they, you know, they don't explain that. But yeah, no, well, no, they don't. They, yeah. they, <laughs> correctly, they they say, "Hey, what what happened over there?" And his right. answer is, "It's difficult to explain, sir." It's like, come right. on, man. Like, that's your Even job. saw I everything. Was, <laughs> I also like Data probably wouldn't ever say that because he's very, well, I guess to this, yeah. by this season, he's a little less literal. But like when they ask him how much time do we have, he'll give you the time down to like the tenth of a second, oh, yeah. you know, down to like a millisecond. So he would never exactly. be like, you can't understand. He would just start regurgitating literally exactly. what happened. <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah. He would be like, uh, like I, I couldn't comprehend or I don't know or something like that. But yeah. because of who data and what data is, there's right. no like he took it in and can't find the words to get it out. Right. Right. So. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> unless, I mean, unless he's he's like full on human now, which he is very not. I mean, he does go through a change. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So the Romulan warboard is nowhere to be found. They they mentioned that it's just it's gone. So that's it's it's unknown if they were shoved even farther away or just they're just dead. Um, yeah, which doesn't matter, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, the last scene is we cut to Data and Troy um, speaking in um, the ready room. And this is where – I thought this was a very nice moment, kind of like the crux of, of, of the episode where it's like mm-hmm. Data now realizes, you know, where where he at least – he belongs. And he'll, you know, like start to explore that more, like what that means to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. That was nice. Definitely. Um yeah, I think that was a good episode. Yeah, I agree. Like, it, yeah. I I can see why people dislike it because Tam is hard to watch at times, you know. And it's like he yeah. comes across as very whiny. And some of those scenes with him are slow moving. But in general, I think the episode raises a lot of fun, interesting questions. And that's always the thing that we like. We come back to a lot when we absolutely find the value and good in things. We're like, oh, it was just you know fun to think about. And mull over and those sorts of things. So, yeah. Well, I just think, like, like, imagine if instead of Tam, you just replaced Mm -hmm. all of Tam's character moments with Troy. Right. But, like, you know, if Troy had, like, a useful version of her power, (laughs) like, and, like, this is how she was written off of the series. Like, I don't know, her power, like, got stronger over a couple episodes. And it kind of started, like, driving her crazy. And then she finally found, like, relief in this thing. And, like, it's a character you care about. Because, yeah. like, I, to be perfectly honest, I know these are all, like, episodic whatever, but having a one-off character go through mm-hmm. all of the growth in an episode, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's just a missed opportunity. 
That's true. For the sake of making a good episode, they should writ- sh- they should have written off a main right. character, but they should have. I mean, yeah, I I think if the show is made now, they might have explored that possibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 greater detail. Um, it's kind mm-hmm. of what they did with Kess on Voyager. Um, her last season, she starts the show. You know, a lot of advanced powers, like mm-hmm. early on in that season, and it's kind of cool because it culminates with her last episode in season four. So it, it they kind of yeah. do that with her. It's not well done, but they so maybe they they learn from that. You know, and like mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we yeah. we can do that. So. Well, and I think, you know, by the time, I don't know, by the time Voyager comes along and stuff, like TV is starting to shift from being a, a little, little less op- episodic and people yeah. enjoying these like long form story arcs and stuff like that. And right. um, I enjoy both. I mean, I definitely think there's room for both. Um, yeah, same here. But yeah, it's possible too that they were like, okay, this seems we're at a point in time where this might be more feasible than perhaps it would have been year, a yeah. few years ago. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. All right. So now that we've been through the story, mm-hmm. who is the Tin Man? <laughs> so like, assuming I, assuming the yeah. ship was not named Tin Man for no reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Who who's who's the Tin Man in the story? So I think the Tin Man is the ship because the ship finds a heart. Like a literal heart too. Like it sits inside the ship. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Tam, um, Tam is the heart he was missing. Yeah. That was my first thought too. Okay, but if you Please go tell me to, how I'm wrong. I I'm, I plan on it. Uh, <laughs> if you go to the the source material, the original 1900 book series, mm-hmm. Tin Man, like he kind of discovers that uh, he he was always like the most caring of the group anyway. So mm. he didn't really need a physical heart because he kind of already had it with him. Had within one, him. right? Oh, so like with like, his friends, his friends were his heart. Uh, no, no, no. Like the, the fact that he was like the most caring and like nurturing of the, the people on the journey. Mm-hmm. He yeah. realized he kind of had a heart, even though he didn't have a physical one. Yeah. So he, he wasn't he was chasing after mm-hmm. something that was wasn't even missing. Right. Well, see, I looked at it like what you just said, though, is like he's now in a group, though. Right. So like the emergent property of the group and being with the group is the heart. Like your uh, group well, is see, your heartbeat. I- like you wear your heart on your on the outside in the form of your friends. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Okay. I I read it as Data having that story arc where, you know, he's constantly on a mission for, uh, you know, meaning and all that kind of stuff. And he Mm -hmm. discovers, Mm -hmm. like, first of all, that to to serve is at least least one valid kind of meaning. And he discovers that he belongs on the Enterprise just like Tam belonged in uh, Hmm. the alien ship. Yeah. Now, Maybe. I don't, I I don't mean, want to give doesn't, this he much doesn't credit vocalize to the those thoughts, really. But <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, he, he mentioned that he, he belongs on the Enterprise. Okay. All right. Okay. So, like I'm in that conversation. Huh. So anyway, yeah. that's uh, that's that's awesome. That's Tin Man. That's I think really, it's all yeah. three characters. I think I think they're all the Tin Man in, the, in their own way. I think Tam, Gamtu, and Jada all hmm. are the Tin Man. Hmm. And... You know, yeah, for me. Okay. Uh, so, cool. I mean, if we're going to yeah. be talking about the intent of the writers, I have one uh, little deep dive about the writers. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was written by well, the, the the credited writing team was Dennis Putnam Bailey and David Bischoff. Mm-hmm. Although Dennis Put- Putnam Bailey isn't isn't just one person. Uh, so at the time, oh. the attribution rights. You could only limit uh, your team to two people. Right. But oh. there's a third. There's a lady named Lisa Putnam White that contributed a lot to making the, the screenplay and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Dennis Bailey used Put- Putnam or Putman or whatever the name is to kind of mm-hmm. give her credit, even though she wasn't officially on mm. like receiving that. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's, nice. um, yeah. that's a weird rule. Why would they? That is a weird I don't rule. I, I I don't know. I didn't I didn't read too much into the details, but yeah. for some reason they could only list probably a money two, thing. And yeah. it was three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. The the Tin Man, the actual Tin Man thing, was designed to to look like a peach pit. Which sure? it doesn't it basically did. doesn't really. No, it, it doesn't look like a peach pit. 
it's it's not the right okay. shape. It looks like a like the a outside. It looks like it's like a cone shape. Uh, I think it's kind of oblong <laughs> okay. and okay. I don't know. Sure, I guess. Anyway, I don't know. well, take it up with Greg Jine, who uh, I will. It. All right, <laughs> will do. Um, yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> the the sounds that were used for the Tin Man's interior mm-hmm. were mm. a combination of whale sounds nice. and a recording of a uh, sound mix designer digesting pizza. That's awesome. They literally gave the guy some pizza <laughs> and like recorded his stomach gurglings. Was he like as... lactose intolerant or something? So it like made extra gurgles. I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they, they recorded it through a stethoscope and oh I thought that goodness. was pretty neat. Yeah. That's really cool. I definitely yeah. heard the whales. I didn't hear the pizza, but now that I yeah. <laughs> know that that's it, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. You could go that back. That is cool. Now, uh, I agree. The, the sound, uh, they, uh, I forget his first name. I think it was Jay, maybe, uh, but his last name was Chataway. And he, mm-hmm. this was, I think was his first, uh, time doing music for Star Trek. And he had a lot of whale sounds already, like, digitally sampled because mm-hmm. he had done a lot of composing for Jacques Cousteau's documentaries. <gasps> oh, nice. Oh, fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. I, I did notice that the, like, um, score to this episode was very, like, oriental inspired that was kind of neat like it, it huh. had a lot of like like japanese like string sounding to it It wasn't like your typical like star oh. trek symphonic mm-hmm. uh which was neat it was I yeah it was a little that. more minimal i think um yeah but yeah i liked it too i noticed sh- it being different i'm not um, sure why they went that particular direction but it was it worked yeah it was neat cool yeah. cool so awesome. uh worth your voyages uh, I, Beth, do you want to take it? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, there, like, it sets up some interesting things for data. It's an interesting idea. I don't know. Yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely worth your voyage. What about you guys? Uh, I will say, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, it was it was above <laughs> average. I'll take it. Yeah. Definitely had yeah. some some problems with it, but. Uh, you know, it's it's at the very least, it's a it's a sci-fi premise, which I appreciate because sometimes Star Trek doesn't always do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, totally. it's a it's a heartwarming message at the end. So yeah. sure, spend yeah. forty five minutes on Tent Man Newman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think so. I mean, just comparing it to what we've done before on the show, it's an absolute yes. Um. Mm-hmm. So you know, I have to maintain those sort of comparison standards so um yeah uh yeah i mean it's just definitely has a lot of ideas in there which i always like um like like we mentioned um i think tam is a character that you start to like more Mm -hmm. as it goes on yes Um, at least at least i did i thought i thought he was pretty likable at the end sympathize for sure for for me right i sure he's still a dick but yeah, but you you at least eventually know where he's coming from right. by the mm-hmm. end of the episode. Um, and I liked the Tin Man himself, Gamtu. I thought he was a cool, like, you know, guy, and he's sad. And it I, reminded I'm, me of Doctor Who. There's an episode in Doctor Who with the Star Whales. Star mm-hmm. Whale. I don't know if you've seen that one. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. There's, That's like, cool. this well, space also, whale that exists, and, like, yeah. a city lives on its back, and it's the only one, and it's... The city thrives on its like suffering, kind of. Um, oh well, um, also oh, wow. the, the, the TARDIS is a living thing, and yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, really? Fa- mm-hmm. Farscape did the same. Like it, yeah, yeah Farscape for sure. L- living, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, transportation is is, is yeah. has been done. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. Just remember, yeah. I love those. I love I, the, I like those it. episodes of Doctor Who. So. Um, I'll have to go watch the Doctor Who one. That that sounds it's really, really good. good, and it's definitely like a one of the ones that you could come in as a one off. Where you know, because yeah. Doctor Who has crazy long story arcs, but there right. are episodic right. things in there. The Star Whale one is like a a tearjerker. It's really good. Okay, that sounds um, really yeah. sad. I would hi- highly okay. recommend it. <laughs> I'll check it out. Thank um, you. Yeah, so yeah, we no got problem. three worth of voyages. I know. Yeah, that's a yeah. I, we've been getting more of those make it lately than, than episode. Yeah. <laughs> <We're>, yeah. <laughs> Think, We've think been getting a lot of a lot of a lot of triple yeses lately. It's, um, it's, wearing, it's wearing us down. I, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I think so. 
Uh, um, have we have we heard anything from from fans? We have actually. Um, and thank you to writing in uh, if you ever do. We really appreciate it. Um, these these we have several uh, feedback items from our good friend Doug, mm-hmm. um, Patreon supporter. Uh, thank you very much, Doug. Um, Thanks, Doug. So we have a lot from him. So I'll, we'll we'll just we'll just go through it. Um, okay. So uh, in a previous episode, uh, Dan asked if the holiday can simulate people. Uh, my cat's here as well. Uh, um, uh, he he said that we uh, forgot to mention the Barkley episode, uh, Hollow Pursuits, where yes. um, his pet project, as he puts it, were to fight Riker and bang Troy. Um, yes. So I, <laughs> I specifically Noble. remember saying that, yes, real people can be simulated, but I forgot to mention that would have been a good episode to mention because Bunchin. that's exactly what the episode is it's about. all about. Yeah. That's um, actually, right. for the listeners, <laughs> yeah. it, chronologically, that's the next episode after this one that right. is in the season. So, um, which is it's actually pretty good. <laughs> crazy that that worked out like that. Uh, yeah. So, so here we go. Yeah. Our, this is our podcast's oh, first, uh, first flaw. He, he yeah. yeah. Uh, one right. and first only. only. Good job, one Doug. Only. I mean, it, it had to happen sometime. So. Um, oh, my goodness. And then, um, so. Dan also asked, uh, maybe in the same episode, um, is there an opposite of rejuvenate? And he informed us that there is. Uh, it's called a tea break or tolerance break, um, which is he, he makes a uh, reference to smoking weed, taking a break from that, and then going back to it later for the full effect, which yeah, think I, I think this that's is what Dan in, yeah, was going in for. reference to like, I had been like kind of enjoying a few episodes. We stopped for a little while and then like we watched right. one and it was, it stung extra bad. Yeah. I tolerance, can, tolerance totally, totally fits that. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. That sentiment. Yeah. I could totally so see thanks. that being a factor. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, so I was kind of hard on the character of Rom, um, from the, <laughs> Let who he is without sin episode, uh, because I was kind of scoffing the fact that um, Lita left Bashir, who I think is cool, for Rom. Um, and Doug goes on to list all the ways in which Rom is a good character. Ooh, I'm not disagreeing with any of the things he says. <laughs> all I'm saying is that to me personally, Rom is very annoying. Um, that's kind of what I was saying. Um, Dude. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm I, sorry. Doug, you're wrong. <laughs> like all Fere- you could be the fucking I don't know Brad Pitt of Ferengis, yeah, and you have no chance against just about any other species. <laughs> Ferengis are the worst, and I'm glad there's other Ferengis because no one should ever be attracted to them. Yeah, oh, unless you are. They're just so they're grating, and Rom honestly I mean, is not even the, yeah. the the most likable one that I know of. Yeah, so I mean, Quark, I would say, is the coolest Ferengi that I know. Um, yeah, no thanks. But, you know, Doug dis, does dis, does give uh, some good examples of how Rom's, you know, he, he he's an engineering genius, he saves the Federation. Um, I'm not taking that away from him. I'm well, just he saying saves that the as, Federation? Yeah, he, I forget exactly what he does, but Doug will probably yell at us about that, too, as far as me, me forgetting that. But, um... He um, also brings equal rights to the Ferenginar people. So I'm not I'm not saying that what he does is bad. I'm just saying that Ooh. as a character, he is annoying. Okay, mm-hmm. I could maybe understand an attraction based on your accomplishments if you've truly yes. saved the. But hold on, was that before this? Like, uh, no. Does Rom go on after... to accomplish greatness? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Then no. Fuck that. Because the whole <laughs> argument about going for Rom was, I think that he, she specifically said he's cute. Which yeah, something nah, like that. Nah, he's not. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> is, so. is her species like I don't know, face blind or something like that? Face blind. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Prosopagnosia yeah. and, and hard of hearing. <laughs> and it's, dumb. it's possible. All right. It's possible. Oh All right. So, 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 Doug, two yeah. out of three. So, good job. Yeah. But, uh, I, come yeah. on. It's Rom. <laughs> so, thank you for the thank feedback. You for nice thank you for writing to answer questions. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you. Please, uh, by all much, means, tell me how attractive you are to Ferengi. <laughs> and. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, thanks for thanks for writing like, in. Yeah. yeah. Like I like like I equate that to me being attracted to like Troy's mom. It just ain't gonna happen. You know. Oh, oh. It's okay, just okay. not. It's just not gonna happen. I wasn't sure like, where that was going. Okay. No, but like you know, like I I see like I don't know how Lita. What? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So uh, if you uh, do have some more feedback, uh, you can tweet at us at, at MakeItSoSoCast on Twitter. You can find us at our home on the web, MakeItSoSoPodcast.com. Or you can email us at MakeItSoSoPodcast at gmail.com. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, where are we going next time? Uh, next time, uh, we are going back to Deep Space Nine. Uh, for an episode called Fascination, um, mm. which bears a striking resemblance to the Naked Now. Uh, oh, yes. I, 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 yes. I think every Star Trek series has Did an episode where everyone just wants to bone. Yeah. Because I, 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 I Naked like Now was borrowed sense. from original series. <laughs> it was. And it then, was. yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait. I love that episode. So it's so bad, I, but it's so good. <laughs> I like how that's just one that always is, is uh, you know... Revisited. I love it. I love it. Um, it's so good. So, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Can't so, wait. Good times. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, everyone, as always, thanks for listening so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see you so, next time. Yeah. Until then. Until then. Bye. Bye.